This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome back to Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole, the podcast which hopes to stimulate your interest in whatever subject we deal with each fortnight and then send you hurtling off via the links and book recommendations which you can find listed on our Facebook page and that's called Plainly Down a Rabbit Hole. Also, Every episode we have two or three tracks of music and those listings are also on that Facebook page. So here we go. Lou. Hello, Jane. Hello. Hi. Uh, Good to see you. Thank you. Nice to see you again. Now, we've got a subject where we're not really talking about psychology, which is a (laughs) bit unusual for us. (laughs) Um, And I don't want to put anybody off. Don't, don't turn off. It's a fascinating subject and I utterly, totally love it. And I want to share it with you. Probably wondering, well, what is this subject? Well, it's maths. maths. Okay, we've just lost half the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we're going to make it interesting. Let's start off with why is maths important at all in life? Well, there's lots of reasons. It helps us to think analytically, problem solve and and so and think logically and it helps us to connect with the world uh, have an understanding of the world in fact uh, the great scientist Galileo um, said that maths is the language of the universe and I've never come across a physicist that has ever doubted that sentiment but you know it, it, it appears everywhere in our world it helps us to understand it's it's very much connected with patterns but what else well it's extremely important when it comes to dealing with money so here's an example the rule of 72 if you have a mortgage or you're lucky enough to have some savings which are earning a paltry amount of interest at the moment in in banks There's a way of, a rule of thumb, of working out how long it would take you to double your money, depending on the interest rate. And it has to do with the number 72. So, if, for example, you've got some money ferreted away and it's earning interest and it's compound interest, meaning that every time you get paid the interest, it's reinvested back into your lump sum. And then the next lot of interest is yeah, uh, calculated yes. on top of that. Yes, so it's your principal amount plus uh, whatever interest you have earned. Okay, so what you can work out is how long it would take you to double your money. So let's say, just to keep things simple, you were earning at the fantastic rate of 10% per annum. 
So you divide 72 by 10, which gives you, of course, 7.2. And that's the number of years that it would take to double your money, 7.2 years. Of course, these days you're more likely to get 2% or something uh, after tax, if you're lucky. And so therefore, 2's into 72 would go 36. So it'd take you 36 years to double your money. But you can use this also to calculate how much uh, you are going to pay the bank in your mortgage if you, you know, for however many years um, you have that. But anyway, there'll be a web page on the Facebook page for you to find out a bit more about that and exactly how it works. So there's one thing in life, dealing with money, that we have to cope with throughout our lives. But there's lots of other reasons why math is important. So there's things like measurements, how much paint am I going to need to paint my dining room, say. It's also used a lot in time, used extensively in cooking, uh, you know, ingredients doubling up or, you know, things like calculating temperatures in ovens when it's only in Fahrenheit and you're using centigrade, whatever. And, of course, in shopping, uh, although that's also to do with money. You know, should I buy this product which is very cheap but might only last me, say, two years as opposed to something else that's much more expensive but will last me ten years? Uh, which one would work out the best value for money? Uh, the other one to, to mention the reason why maths is so important on our lives is because if you haven't got a maths qualification, some description, the number of jobs that you could possibly apply for narrows enormously. So, for example, it's used by architects. It's used by artists. Certainly um, my job in nursing um, it was it was pretty important, particularly vis-a-vis uh, -vis giving drugs, and especially so when it came to working out doses for children of different ages and weights and so on. And Lou, you were saying that it's also very important in gardening, in, in yes. nurseries. Yes, so if you have uh, an area of space and you want to fill it up, you have to know how big the plants will grow and, and calculate how many of those plants. And of course you might want to put two or three different types of plants and they grow to different heights, different sizes, and so again you have to calculate how many. But if you're working in a nursery, you need to know how many seeds of this particular plant you want to grow. And then some of them you might sell very small, some of them you want to keep over for a year and sell them for more money, but you'd also have to seed enough for those. Yep. And then maybe even some you, you grow to full maturity and, and again you have to prepare for that. You don't want to be all sold out the first um, the first season. Yes, and if the nursery is going to make money, there, there must be quite a lot of maths calculation going on there about how much you charge customers yep. um, for all the different How plants. much potting mix you need. Yeah. So, yes, it, it, there's very few jobs that I can think of where you wouldn't need some at least basic arithmetic. Now, our personal history, like when we were kids in school, very, learning maths very is, is different. very different. So, Lou, would you like to tell us about your experience? Yes, I love maths. I remember my brother, who's three years older than me, would come home with his maths that he had learnt that day and he would share it with me and I would get so excited it was like putting a jigsaw puzzle together and all these new concepts of 
of this picture that could be built up with algebra. You know, if this equals five and this equals two, you can put that over there and this up there and then it equals this. It's like, wow, it's like a magic trick. And I was yep. I was so fascinated by it. Okay. And I got really excited. I just loved learning it. Yes. Whereas my experience <laughs> is uh, diametrically opposed. I loathed maths at school. I didn't really get it. And I'd, I, I think the teacher was able, but she didn't inspire. And I, I found it really difficult. Plus the fact that having a learning disability, I always got figures round the wrong way. So even if I did work out the right answer, I'd probably write it down wrong. And it ended up that I had to keep taking the basic maths exam. It took me three attempts. So um, I ended up doing two extra years of studying maths when I really didn't want to. And on my last attempt, finally got the qualification that I required to go on to any job that was even vaguely interesting. So yes, very different experience very, of, very different. of maths. And it wasn't until much later uh, as an adult that I finally tweaked that maths is everywhere and it's actually really exciting and interesting. I still can't do it, of course, but I do realise just how wonderful a subject it is. I've got a question for you. Yeah? Do you have a favourite number? No. Okay, that's sad. I wanted you to say yes. Um, about, What's yours, Jane? Well, I, I haven't got one either. Not not really. Um, but apparently about half the world's population have got a favourite number. What is the world's favourite number, Jane? Well, it seems that the most popular number to give is seven. Really? Hmm. So let's take a break and have a piece of music. The 24th of August, annually, is Strange Music Day. The idea is that you spend the day listening to whatever music is strange for you that you don't normally listen to and that you should listen without prejudice. And maybe you'll expand your horizon musically. So in preparation for today's recording, I spent the day yesterday listening to one of my least favourite genres of music, country and western I think I must have sampled something like a hundred different songs and I came away with two that I thought were good value and we're going to listen to both of them during this podcast. So here's the first one. This is Jamie Johnson with You Can. You can't get to heaven by storming the gates You can't get to honey unless you're willing to wait You can't win the pot if you don't place your bet And can't nobody make an Eskimo sweat like you can Ah, oh, you can Can't nobody say they ever got the best of this man But you can Can't say you like them until you get to know them. You can't say you love them till you see them in the morning. You can't grow together by living alone. And can't nobody make a house at home like you can. Oh, you can. 
got the best of this man But you can't Putting down your mother We can't make a baby Just by looking at each other Can't get no sleep If I don't close my eyes Ain't nobody make a grown man Cry like you can Yeah, you can Lord, can't nobody say They ever got the best of this man But you can Because mathematics is all around us, not just in terms of work or shopping and things like that, but it appears in nature everywhere. There's something called the Fibonacci sequence, and the sequence is obtained thus. You start with zero and you add one, which gives you one. Then you take the last two numbers which is now 1 plus 1, and that gives you 2. And then you take the last two numbers of that sum, which is now 1 and 2, and that gives you 3. Take the last two numbers, 2 plus 3 equals 5. Last two numbers, 3 plus 5 is 8, and so on. And this sequence has been found to exist in nature all over the place. It's almost, but not quite, the same as another type of number called the golden ratio and that the golden ratio is 1.618 it corresponds with the Fibonacci sequence once the Fibonacci sequence gets into um, a few larger sort of numbers it's very small they don't really correspond and where do you find it in nature. You know a few examples, don't you? Yeah, I understand that there's uh, seashells or yep. a sunflower, the seeds inside, or, or a pine cone. Yep, yep, pineapple. Right, yep, all over the place. You, if you start looking, you just see it everywhere. Yes. And it goes from the very small, you can find examples, um, if you could see it, in uh, DNA, um, in the double helix. And it right up to the very big as in the formation or the, the shape of an entire spiral galaxy. So there's something about this number that is used in nature, is part of the natural order of, of nature that is really important. Mm. And, and I, I think that's fascinating. You also find it being used by artists. Uh, probably the best known example is if you if you look at the Mona Lisa 
you'll find that that is also a spiral in, in its arrangement. Um, I'll probably put up a, a link on the Facebook page uh, for you to, to examine that if you so desire. So that's something that's historical. If you're interested in learning more about the history of maths, because it is actually quite an interesting subject, there is a wonderful BBC series that was made now some years ago called The History of Mathematics. And it's written and presented by Marcus de Satoy, Y. And each episode is only about 10 to 15 minutes long. And there's um, 10 in the series. It's interesting. So let's get on to something uh, that's probably in our minds a lot at the moment, the pandemic, and how that relates to exponential growth, which is maybe a concept that some people don't quite understand. I know you do, Lou. Yes. You you get it immediately. (laughs) But let's just go through this. So if you have one person infected with COVID-19, and let's say the date is January the 1st, and they just go about their normal business. So all of this is to do with not having lockdown. What would have happened if we didn't have lockdown? Well, if the spread is doubled every three days, for example, and, and that's well within what potentially COVID-19 can do without lockdown, masks, six foot apart, all those precautions. By the time we get to January the 31st, the number of people now with COVID-19 would be approximately 1,024. Doesn't seem to have grown that much. Mm. So why are we so worried? Well, that's because exponential growth, where you keep doubling every three days, by the time we get to March 19th, which is after 76 days from the original case, the exponential growth is such that 67 million people have now got it. Yes. There's a quite a famous legend about chess. The legend goes like this. There was an emperor in India many centuries ago. Uh, there was a peasant that came along and they had a game of chess or several games of chess. And the emperor was sure that he would beat this peasant But to make it more interesting, the emperor said to the peasant, if you can beat me at chess, I will give you whatever you like. Sure, sounds like a good deal to me. Absolutely. Uh, So, okay, they played the game or games and the peasant won. I don't suppose the emperor was too thrilled with that. But he kept to his deal uh, and said, well, okay, You've beaten me fair and square, so what do you want as your reward? And the peasant said, I would like a single grain of rice put into the corner of the chessboard. Now, a chessboard is eight squares by eight squares, so altogether there are 64 squares. That is correct, isn't it, Lou? Eight times eight is 64. And he said, "Um, but on the second square, I would like to double up. So instead of one grain of rice, I want two. And the next one, I want doubled up again, four, double up again, eight, and so on. So that every, it gets doubled 64 times. And the emperor thought, ah, no problem at all. And all ordered one of his servants to go and get her a big bag of rice. 
<laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't so crash hot at chess or, or indeed Myth. understanding exponential growth because by the time you got towards the end of the 64, he cottoned on that there just wasn't enough rice anywhere in the world to fulfil his promise. The peasant, actually, it wasn't a good ending for him because the emperor uh, just decided I'll just behead him, <laughs> get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> clever clogs. <laughs> that's not so clever. Huh? <laughs> yes, that's right. But that's what happens with exponential growth. Let's have another piece of music. So this piece of music is by Brothers Osborne, and it's called Hating Somebody. <laughs>
Okay, so one last little piece that I'd like to talk about is statistics. How do you like statistics, Lou? I do. They're not my favourite patterns, but it's interesting how you can manipulate them and get different information from the same stats. Yes. In fact, there's a very famous quote that says there's three kinds of lies. Lies, damned lies and statistics. Uh, This was attributed to Benjamin Disraeli, who was a British prime minister. But the attribution was made by Mark Twain. And uh, nobody since then has been able to find any reference that Disraeli ever wrote or said those words. So it's all a bit cloudy. But a lot of people do feel like that. And I think justifiably so, because they are used quite a bit. In fact, if you make a statement and put in some kind of statistic, um, you've got about a 90% chance of people believing you. That's rubbish, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I just made made that up. It's often easily to easy to believe that statistics are a um, are a fact, because you would think that they've just added it up, and and how can it be misleading? But it's how you get that information, what questions you've asked, and it's yes. very easy and to get misleading. If you don't follow the rule, as I understand it, because I've never studied statistics, but as I understand it, if you don't follow carefully the rules of statistics, you can quite easily get false data. Because statistics is actually all about a simple way of understanding data that's around. I wanted to bring up this topic because... If you want to understand more about the accuracy of statistics that are thrown around all the time in media and so on, I highly, highly, highly recommend a BBC programme. It's called More or Less. There'll be a link on the Facebook page. So uh, I think that kind of brings us to the end of this episode. I hope we haven't bored you with mathematics. And so we need to say goodbye, Lou. Oh, goodness. Yet again. Yes. And uh, please go and have a look at the links on the Facebook page, Plainly Learn a Rabbit Hole. And we'll be back in two weeks' time. I can hear the music. So, but it's bye from me and... Goodbye to everyone from me. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.